First Kings chapter 19, verse number 1. When you have it in your Bible or your smart device, I'm going to ask you to stand with me for the reading of God's word. When you have First Kings chapter 19, verse 1, verse 1 signified by saying, I have the bread. And they have told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And withal how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Bathsheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself, let me die. And said, it's too much. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under that juniper tree, behold, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink, but he laid down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time, touched him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. And all of God's people said, amen. Before you sit down, I'm going to give you a thought because of our attention span. Oftentimes, we only remember a thought. Usually, in my prophetic style of preaching, I make declarative statements for my topics. But God told me to give you an interrogative statement tonight. Ask the person beside you this question, and then I release you to sit down. Ask them, do you still want to do this? You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. There's always a complexity with the chosen. Because the truth is, the chosen would have never chosen. People want your place, but they don't know your price. Tell your neighbor, I paid for this place. And tell them, and I'm still making payments. Oftentimes when people talk about being chosen, they define it as the preferred or them who are special. But being chosen comes with a weight. It's, it's the weight called responsibility. It's an assignment of responsibility. I want you to hear this, and if you're writing notes or writing online, I want you to write this down. You don't get to choose your assignment. You only get to choose whether you surrender. You can't do what you want to do. You can only do what you've been called to do. Very quickly, I'll go to my text. Tonight, the protagonist of our text is chosen, a man by the name of Elijah. He is a prophet. You see, biblical prophets are often not popular, not because of their scandals, 
oftentimes they're not popular because of their message. Don't allow the messiness of your lifestyle to be louder than the message you carry. Elijah's warfare was connected to his obedience. Now, we're not in the very beginning of his narrative. For the truth is, there's no real scriptural reference for his beginning. But we are at an intricate part of his journey and his notoriety. He has just stood before all of Israel and the prophets of Baal. God has shown himself and answered by fire in response to the prayer of Elijah. And one text message from Jezebel. Because it says he saw the message. <laughs> one text message from Jezebel. One threat and he runs. He's called anointed. He's anointed. He's called. He's successful. And he wants to quit. The question I'm going to pose to you tonight as I come swiftly to my conclusion. What makes anointed people want to quit? <laughs> Can we just have this real conversation because Ignite Conference will stir you up and then drop you off into a process. An Ignite Conference will make you dance and then you still got to go back to what you saw. What makes anointed people want to quit? I need you to give somebody this number one. Tell them being anointed is complicated. Oh, don't y'all don't y'all look at me like that. Come on, be honest. I am fully aware of my own contradiction because all of us who are anointed are the embodiment of some sort of contradiction. We got a word for everybody else. And oftentimes we're deceived by things right up on us. We got faith for everybody else. Who encourages the encourager? And who prays for the intercessor? And it's annoying when people try to encourage you who don't carry your weight. I need you to be honest because that's how deliverance comes. Look at somebody, tell them, I'm aware of my contradiction. I'm aware that I am spiritual and carnal. I'm aware that I can lay hands on the sick and then I reach for the pill bottle as soon as something hits me. I'm aware that, Lord, I believe, but helped out my, my unbelief. That I am a real spiritual person depending on what time you catch me. Because mm. Apostle Paul says this. We have a treasure. Undeniably a treasure. But it's in a what? Earthen vessel. So maybe Elijah is not just running from Jezebel. Maybe Elijah is also running from Elijah. Because, right. What makes an anointed person want to quit? I only got four points. I'm now going to point number two. What would make an anointed person want to quit? A successful ministry. Success can make you want to quit. Because success is traumatic. It's traumatic. Because you get to serve people, give them your heart and your energy, not knowing whether they'll be here next week. Mm. It's traumatic, not because it's all bad. It's just that it can be bad, then good, then good, then bad, 
bad then good all in the same week and that takes a toll I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor I don't just need deliverance in my hands tell them I need it in my mind all right why would a uh, successful person uh, in ministry want to quit fear the fear of failure it haunts some of us some people look at you and they call it humility when the truth is you are scared to death now y'all said I can be at home so I'm just going to preach like I preach it be honest with me oh wretched man that I am who going to deliver me from, from me sometimes I have questioned did I hear God right because I'm wondering why would he trust me with something so great and I can't keep up with my keys Why would you give me such an assignment when I have fumbled at some simple task? But I need you to encourage somebody that's on your road. Tell them no matter what has happened in the past, God has not changed his mind. Uh, some of y'all talking like you're in the library. Look at somebody else. Ask them, did you hear what I said? Tell him he already calculated the setback. He hasn't changed his mind. See, time intimidates you, but time doesn't intimidate God. Jesus. Scared to death. People are clapping for you and you're scared to death. People trying to vote you into a place and you are scared to death. People want your position and you wish you could give it away. Scared to death. Some people are hungry for a microphone and some of us, our nerves are tore up every time we have to approach the assignment. Scared to death because my issue is not with God. My issue is with me. I know me. I know the whole me. Y'all not saying nothing to me in here. I know me on Monday. I know me on Tuesday. And I know my potential to drop the ball. And there's some people who are all about their image. But I'm at the place I don't want to fail God. Y'all not saying nothing to me. It's not about what church people know about. I don't want to fail God. So before I make him look bad, call somebody else. Before I make a fool out of my family, call somebody else. fear of failure and then Jesus walks up to Peter and says Simon, Simon says it twice to make sure he got his attention the devil desires to have you the devil desires to have you Simon, the devil desires to have you I need everybody in this room to praise God because the devil desires to have you so I said what? No, no, because if the devil desires to have you, that means he ain't got you. As much as I struggle in my emotions, as much as I struggle in my flesh, scream at somebody, tell me he ain't got me. I need you to push on somebody tell him he wants you oh, but he ain't got you there's a word over your life I come to preach to the 50 people in this room you have quit at least 100 times in your head but God would not accept your resignation letter scream somebody open up your mouth and shout I'm still in it I'm still in it 
Don't always feel it, but I'm still in it. Don't always want it, but I'm still in it. Not always popular, but I'm still in it. Simon, Simon, the devil desires to have you and sift your sweet. But I pray for you that your faith fail not. No, 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 no. What did you pray? I pray the devil desires to have you, and I'm, and I'm praying that your faith fail not. The devil, now what? The devil desires to have you, and I prayed that your faith fail you not. No, Jesus, don't pray that my faith don't fall. Pray that I don't fall. Come on. Because failure is inconvenient and it's not pretty. So fix it while I never fail. I need you to share this message with the person near you. It won't be popular. It's not a, it's not a break out and dance after you say it, but it's an honest word. Look at somebody and tell them there are times where failure is necessary. Because I can't trust you to go from here straight to Pentecost if you don't walk through the door of humiliation. I can't trust you to walk and preach the message and open up the doors of the church if you haven't been broken. There comes times where God will use your failure to anoint you. You weren't chosen in the pageantry of the palace. You were chosen in the furnace of affliction. Scream at somebody, tell them I know I got favor. Tell them not because of the way I dance. Come on, tell them I know I got favor. Tell them not because I can prophesy. One more time, tell them I know I got favor. Because after everything that has happened, I still recovered. My God, my God. You ought to open up your mouth because there are some people who went through what you went through, but they didn't come out like you did. I don't. I don't pray that you don't fail. Jesus being God, I mean, he was omniscient, had all knowledge, already knew that Peter was going to fall. He says, I pray that your faith don't fail. So that after the fall, you got enough faith to recover. Hallelujah. I want you to put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder and y'all can be seated after you say this. Y'all are still standing. And I want you to tell them I got good news for you. If you're in the cover recovery room... That means you survived the surgery. All right. All right. Y'all can be seated now. Thank you. I survived the cutting. <laughs> I survived the cutting. You hear me? Uh, says, I pray that your, that your faith fail not. And uh, there are often times where Theologically, Jesus praying can become a little complicated for some of us. Whether you are Trinitarian in your theological perspective or oneness, Jesus praying can become very complicated. Because no matter what your theological background is, we all believe that Jesus is fully God and fully man. So if he's fully God and fully man, who is he praying to? <laughs> I need to talk to a generation that's a little bit more than cliche church. Come on, have you ever thought about it? If Jesus is praying and he is God, who is he praying to? Well, the Bible says all flesh shall pray to him. Mm. 
So then Jesus was praying to the Father, but I thought Jesus is the Father. Well, Jesus is the Father, according to John chapter 14. But where is the Father? He says, I am in the Father. And the Father in me. So why was it necessary then for Jesus to pray to the Father if Jesus is the Father? What the Bible says is by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. Anytime in ancient culture a contract was to be laid out for a piece of property, they would take a costly animal and cut that animal into pieces. And one person would walk through the cut up flesh and say, I am selling this piece of property to Pierre for this amount of money. Then Pierre would then walk through the piece of flesh and says, I agree to pay you this amount of money for the piece of property. But Abraham goes to sleep. And when he goes to sleep, God shows him a vision of a contract being established but he only sees one person walking through the flesh in other words God says I made a contract with myself so you can't mess it up I come to tell 50 people they got it I need you to touch three of people in your section tell them this one is on God you can't mess this one up if you wanted to you can't mess this one up if you tried I come to tell the 50 people that were preached back to me God says when I made Abraham a promise I swore by my own name this one so I wish I could hoop, but uh, this is what I got. This one is on God. This, this is too important for God to let you fumble it. And so you won't walk out on your assignment because you're afraid of failing when your failure is a part of your assignment. See, I'm telling y'all. See, because see, some of y'all preachers get around and talk. And y'all sit around tables and you kind of trash other preachers. And when y'all do that, I get real quiet. Come on. That's right, See, some of y'all got y'all little church friends that after y'all been in church for three hours, you lose everything at IHOP in 15 minutes. See, small-minded people just talk about people. I want some people in my life that I can have Jesus talk with. What is God doing? I get quiet because you don't know my whole story. I need you to look at somebody and tell them we all got a story. That's a PG, that's a PG-13, that's a rated R, that's a rated A. Oh, y'all look at me. All of us got a story. You better be careful how you talk and who you talking to. Look at somebody and tell them you know the headlines, but you don't know the details. Hallelujah. God brought me out of some stuff. Without the assistance of music, I need everybody in this room to take 10 seconds and praise God for everything that never hit the fan. Oh, look at your bougie people. Take down your halo. I said, praise God for what your parents never knew about. Praise God for what the church people never knew about. Grace and mercy. Some of you ought to start leaping because if he never does anything else, he gave me another chance. He gave me another chance. Y'all be seated and I'm behind schedule now. Why 
why, what makes an anointed person want to quit? All my note takers, write this down. Because you don't know who you can trust. No, no, no. Because oftentimes being anointed is lonely. Not because you want to be lonely. But my question is, who can I trust? There's a whole lot of people who can trust me. But everybody who can trust me, I can't trust them. And it's not that they're diabolical or demonic. Oftentimes there's some people who are close to me who don't have the capacity for everything that I am. There's some people who can handle your spiritual gifting, but they can't handle the complicated essence of your carnality. That's why everybody who want to be close to leadership is not graced to be close to leadership. I know, I know a lot of people want to be an ag- agitator, I mean an adjutant and an armor bearer and the, and the first lady's nurse, but you so much in your feelings, you can't be trusted. We don't know whether to say praise the Lord one week or loose here devil. You here one Sunday, then you out of town for two Sundays. And that's why when God sends you to a ministry, you need to be connected to their voice and not their flesh. Hallelujah. I need you to testify to somebody. Tell them I don't need to be my pastor's best friend. Tell them I don't never have to go to their house. Come on. I don't have to ride in their car. I just need them to have a word from the Lord. I don't, my pastor don't have to be perfect. I just need him to be posture. I just need to make sure that when I get here, you got a word from the Lord for my life. It's not fair for all of you to try to keep making your pastor your daddy. Reconcile with your blood father. Pick up the phone. Your daddy may be a crackhead, but reconcile. I'm sorry. Stop calling my mother your mama and you won't speak to your own mother. No, Thanksgiving, go home. Because healthy churches are made up of healthy families and healthy families are made up of healthy people and there's sometimes we're ordaining people that need therapy. Trying to fill a void. I'm not your daddy, I'm your pastor. I'm not your husband, I'm your pastor. Y'all not saying nothing in here. Get your mind washed and clean. And I have permission to cut off my phone. Because if it's an emergency, call 911 and Jesus. And so being anointed, y'all be seated. Being anointed puts us in a strange place. Because you can be in a crowd of people and still feel by yourself. Because the same people who will clap for you will also disgust you. Love you, first lady. Love you, first lady. And oftentimes, we have to operate like we don't know. Tell your neighbor, just because I'm quiet don't mean I'm dumb. 
sons. The first thing Elijah does when he runs from Jezebel is that he distances himself from his servant. Tonight, God told me to come from the come for the anointed that's hiding in caves. Come for the anointed that's isolating themselves. I need you to testify to somebody. Tell them God has someone. God has someone who can handle all that you are. God got someone who don't want to expose you. God has the Bible says confess your faults one. One to another, not one to everyone. And some of us are mad because some people told our secrets when the truth is us telling them was a reflection of the lack of discernment in our own lives. Y'all not saying nothing to me in here. Shh. Don't know who we can trust. We start distancing ourselves. Elijah is a prophet, but he still needs a community. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I still believe in the local church. There's a five-fold ministry that many in our generation are embracing. But many as they're embracing the five-fold ministry, they're making themselves islands. But the Bible says he gave some apostles. He gave some prophets. He gave some evangelists. He gave some pastors and teachers. And as you see the five-fold ministry in your hand, in order for those ministries to be effective, they have to be connected. I'm coming for all you Facebook prophets who don't have a pastor I'm coming for all of you say you're an apostle and you don't have no covering and you ain't produced no work I ain't said nothing in here I'm coming for all of you who got a Facebook page but you have nowhere that you have to be accountable to I'm speaking to you in this room that if you are in authority but you're not under authority that means that is dangerous influence you need somebody in your life that after you heard what you thought you heard that they can come to you and tell you you're off and you're wrong you need somebody to tell you, come off the road and sit in the sanctuary. You may be a gospel artist, but you still need a pastor. You may be an evangelist, but you still need a base. Ask the person beside you, ask them, do you have a pastor? Ask them, do you pay tithe? Do you pay tithe? Because if you don't have a pastor, I can't trust you. Don't marry a man that's not submitted to another man. Why would an anointed person want to quit? Because doing it can make you feel by yourself. And I'll close with this last point. Why would an anointed person want to quit? Are y'all ready? Because we get tired. I know that won't deep, but that's real. We get tired. And the truth is, sometime in our Pentecostal culture, we've been taught to lie and not be honest. The Bible says, speak those things that are not as though they were. It is says, speak those things that are as though they're not. The word will be creative and not destructive. I can be honest and declare the truth and the facts. The fact is I'm broke. But the truth is my God should supply all my needs. The fact is the doctor said 
You got cancer. That's a fact. Don't say, I ain't got no cancer. I ain't got no. Well, what are we praying for then? Tell your neighbor, speak the facts and then declare the truth. They said, I got cancer, but the Bible says, by his stripes, I am healed. And sometimes we can't find safe places to be honest with without people trying to rebuke us. I'm tired. I'm tired. What do you mean you're tired? You're so anointed. Exactly. I'm tired of always being the bigger person. Sometimes I want to cuss. I ain't talking about y'all, they already cuss. I'm talking about the saints in here. There are moments when I see Facebook posts and I know they're subliminal toward me. I want to get on there and say, listen, you know where I live. You know where I go to church. If you're that big and bold, step over here and we can finish it right now. Come on, I get tired of being quiet and treating people nice who I know hate my guts. I get tired. I get tired of sometimes telling my flesh no when I want to have a syncation. I'm, sometimes I'm tired of denying my flesh when everybody else going on vacation and posting their pictures on Facebook and then they come back and serve like ain't nothing happened. There are moments I need a coupon card. I need a weekend free to do what I've been feeling. Sometimes I get, I just get tired. I got tired tired of being consistent I get tired we keep celebrating those who come back and we forget to acknowledge those who stay sometimes I get tired alright just go apologize and just make sure everything fixed sometimes I don't want to it don't mean I want to quit it just means I'm, I'm tired how would God use Elijah so greatly and then one text message make him say you know what just forget this y'all can have a church y'all can be you want to be over the praise team knock yourself out you know, <laughs> you know I ain't fighting for it no more <laughs> you know, the, 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 uh, the stat says 1,500 pastors in the United States leave the pulpit every month and don't go back if you got a pastor that keeps showing up, I want you to celebrate it right now. No, don't no, celebrate it. Because the Bible says your prosperity is in the mouth of your prophet. Your destiny is connected to the prophetic voice that keeps showing up. I need you to find somebody in this room that's been sticking it out in the church and in the ministry. Run over to them and tell them, thank you for showing up. Because there are some days where showing up itself was a task. Thank you for showing Thank you for leading worship even when you didn't feel like it. Thank you for doing the parking lot even when you were looked over and forgotten. Thank you for keep ushering. Thank you for showing up. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I need you to lay hands on somebody's shoulder. Tell them a second wind is coming. A second wind is coming for the same. Oh, Jesus. I need 
somebody open up your mouth and shout, Oh, Jesus! Oh! 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 I feel the Lord in here. Oh! I'm not coming for the weak tonight. I'm coming for the strong tonight. Lay hands on your show neighbor's shoulder and say, Oh, neighbor! But you don't get to quit. I need you to shout for the person you're touching right now. Shout, shout, shout. Hold on, your seat and run to somebody real quick and tell him he won't let you quit. He won't. He won't let you quit. You're too important to the ministry. He won't let you quit. You're too important to the family. He won't let you quit. You're too important to the story to die in this chapter. He service look over to somebody tell me he wouldn't let me quit come on tell him I tried to quit but he wouldn't let me quit I made plans for quitting but he wouldn't let me quit you don't know how many days I sat in the car and I didn't even want to go in the house you don't know how many days I had to wipe my face in the back just to come out and do it again but somebody lay hands on your neighbor's shoulder and shout Elijah ran off by himself. Oh, he got up on the tree and he said, Lord, oh, this is too close to home tonight. He said, Lord, let me die. This is too real for somebody to be honest. But I've been there. 
some of you had suicidal attempts and suicidal ideations and some of us we were too spiritual to kill ourselves but I prayed the prayer before and I said Lord when I go to sleep tonight just take me in my sleep because it's too heavy being anointed I don't want to fail Lord I'm tired of the warfare everybody is leaning on me and I don't know my friends from my enemies just let me die in my sleep if I can have some honest people in this room just look at somebody tell them I've been there before anointed and want to die not because I don't love God but there are times where the weight of the assignment feels like it's going to break me almost thought something was wrong with me because of my struggles and my issues I thought I wasn't anointed like Brandon Jacobs because it looks like he ain't got no problems I thought I wasn't graced as Pastor Mickles because he looks like he ain't got no issues I'm trying to figure out how can I have so many afflictions and still be anointed then I read the scripture and the scripture declared that many are the afflictions of the righteous many are the afflictions of the righteous many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord he shall deliver look at some and says somebody your affliction is an announcement of your anointing if you're a prophet you gotta deal with a Jezebel if you're Moses you gotta deal with a Pharaoh if you're David you got to deal with a Saul tell somebody my affliction announces sleep and after going to sleep the angel of the Lord tapped him on the shoulder and said get up and eat some of you ignite conference was not a good idea tell somebody I have to be here I love my church but I needed an ignite I love my pastor but I needed a word refreshing because the truth is I wish I could lay down and quit but push somebody and say somebody the Lord is talking to you get up get up get up and eat hold up hold up I ask for you to let me die and you woke me up and commanded me to eat. And you know what he did after he ate? Went back to sleep. I want to speak to somebody in this room. Lift your hands so I can speak it over you. God said, I'm giving you this moment to catch your breath. 
I'm not telling you I would be a lying prophet. I will not be integrity with the scripture if I tell you you never have any more challenges. I'm telling you God is allowing you to catch your breath. Because that's what some of you have been saying. Can I just get a break? Can I? Oh, I'll say, blow my shutter. Can I just, can I just have a moment that it ain't just keep hitting me left and right? Can I just have a moment to catch my breath? And he said, no, no, no. Get up and eat. And then he goes back to sleep. I'm going I'm, to speak a word over this congregation and you that is watching online. I want you to lift your hands. I want, I want to speak this word over you real quick. Speak it over you. Shalom. 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 I know we can shout about more money, but more money can bring more confusion and more strife. I'm speaking peace over you. Shalom. Because some of you are sleeping, but you're not resting. Shalom. Some of you are administrative and you're always planning. And being a visionary sometimes become bondage. You can never embrace a moment. Because you're already thinking about what you need to do and what you haven't done. Come on, lift up your hands and receive it. Shalom over you. Elijah says, I want to quit. And he says, eat. Why? Because the journey in front of you is a great journey. He says, I need you to eat for what's next. Mm. And that's why he brought you to Ignite Conference. Because if God ever says next, that means you can't die in your now. I need a worshiper right there. I need a worshiper. For everybody who feel like you're breaking down, God says, no, you're breaking through. For all of you who've been saying, God, I can't carry another thing. What can I give up? What can I lay down? What is it that you want me to do in this season? God says, all of it. and drink because of the journey Elijah there is an Elisha that you got to anoint there's a king that you got to coronate I want to give you motivation to keep doing it somebody's destiny is connected to your survival if you quit what will they do I gotta conquer this for my children I gotta conquer this I gotta conquer this for my ministry I gotta conquer this for the people who look up to me when I don't even feel worthy of their Now Jude says this in verse 20. He says, building up 
your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. I want you to lift up your hands and let God anoint your hands. Will you do that? Sanctify these hands, Lord. Purify these hands. Oh. Now I want you to bring those hands down and put them on the shoulder of somebody near you right there. Now for a, a point of solidarity and unity, when I count to three, I want you to join me. When I count to three, I want everybody who has a prayer language, as quickly as you can yield yourself to the Spirit, I want you to start praying in the Holy Ghost because it's not the lack of failure tonight that we're going to receive, but it's going to be the increase of faith. Faith for what's next. One, two, three, start praying now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Because you're touching somebody who's been battling things that you don't know about. You're touching somebody who's been considering quitting. You're touching somebody who's been looking at alternatives. Someone who's tired of fighting. Open up your mouth. Come on, bring it up out of your belly. Come on, bring it out of your belly. You still gotta do it. You still gotta do it. You still gotta do it. I'm praying for your faith. I'm speaking a resuscitation of dead dreams. I'm speaking a resuscitation of gifts that have been laying dormant in your belly. Arise, prophet. Arise, prophet. Blow your trumpet. Come on. Blow your trumpet. Come on. Blow, come on. Out of your belly. Out of your belly. Boom. Out of your belly. That's it. That's a breaking. That's a breaking. That's a breaking. That's a breaking. Open up your mouth. You get to eat too. You get to eat too. You get to drink too. Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.